Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Next Level Show. I have my hands up just right now. I'm signaling the boys to, I'm chanting right now in this chair to summon our energy to do this podcast. That's not really woo-woo. We're not definitely not doing any of that. Uh, none of that weird summoning energy. None of that. I don't want to be having some weird people in my weird entities in my home. You don't want to align your chakras. That sounded no. like a late night radio DJ host. Like, uh, welcome to the smooth hour with John Alba. Yeah, pillow talk with the next level show. <laughs> um, boys, uh, what's going on with you? I've been. I actually just woke up for this podcast. We're doing. We're doing it on a different day than we normally record. Um, Mr. Gabriel's been making moves with the family business. Just so anything to support the fellow prime and glory himself how's everything Thanks. going it's uh it's it's going it's uh going day by day by day you know i was just there uh earlier today at the store and just trying to get that thing ready and that's mainly how i've been keeping my activity up right just and and it kind of like gets to it one it's just a total like a, a mental kind of thing of okay how do i do this because i've been trying to do everything myself and it takes a little bit longer, but, um, you know, you, you get through it. Sometimes I'm there, I'm in, like, I listen to either like a podcast or music. There's sometimes I need to just pause everything. I'm like, I, I, I need to just think I need some quiet. I need to get some measurements. I need to know exactly where to cut, what, what to paint or how to put this damn thing together. I got this, um, uh, so we got a register, right? And we bought it from, I forget where the hell we bought it from. But anyways, it comes in with like zero instructions the the images that are there don't even match what's what's going on with the thing so i'm like what okay well how do i start what, what am i supposed to do here it felt like um there's this show on uh, on netflix called like uh, what was it 100 humans or, or something it's supposed to be like i enjoyed that one oh, you, you saw that right the yeah emotion on top, right? i know exactly what you're talking about yeah Where the people are, are supposed to put like a chair together without any instructions yeah or, or something i kind of felt like i was on that show and i was going to fail because i would it took me a little bit too long to kind of like Mm -hmm. and exactly what's going on and how to do it so yeah they uh they they had a a, a person uh like on the phone or like a radio uh yeah. relaying the instructions to somebody that's blindfolded and then the blindfolded person has to tell the people that are actually putting it together how yeah. to put it together yeah that that whole thing is kind of it, it was pretty it was something then yeah. you would think like okay the young people are going to be able to to beat everyone out who ended up winning was it the 30s or i the think 40s? it was like the 30s or the 40s yeah they they split it up between 20s 30s 40s 50s and 60s i think yeah, uh to see who would do better and yeah i don't even remember who won but that was uh, interesting the, the rest of the series i enjoyed it some of the some of the tests were like i obviously it's a show and it's not like you know scientific um in any way shape or form but uh some of them i was like i don't really see the correlation between what you're trying to test and the results that you get that you get but you know it was entertaining um that, yeah, that much was the for sure of it is like a uh, hundred people a hundred percent of like the u.s right and how yeah yeah how people would react to certain kind of things or questions or, or situations Gay okay, for the listeners, what are you, what business are you guys, what are you and your wife doing? So it's a, I, I always ask my wife, I was just like, so what is it again? 
it's a, it's a party shop and DIY studio, but the that's mainly the thing that we can kind of like uh, for people that want to either shop online for if they want to have parties or uh, you know for um, uh, like materials for it like ban like uh, balloons or banners plates uh, napkins themes uh, for the for that covers all this like for instance there's a circus theme or under the sea theme and um, uh, that's kind of like what we do for online but the, the for in store it would be more of um, right now we're going to do like a mini summer camp or even an actual full summer camp because uh, so my wife, she was a director of uh, the, she's a kindergarten teacher, right? I've referenced that. And she was also the director of the after school program. So they're actually canceled um, summer, summer program, summer camp. So there's no summer camp whatsoever. Cause I guess, you know, cause everything going on, there'd be like 60 or 80 kids all together. And they'd, you know, take them to different places like the movies, the park, blah, 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 things that you can't really do right now in such a large number of, uh, such a large group. So she's gonna do a, a summer camp and um, more like a like a date night for parents that need some time. So we kind of felt as if this would be pretty good to continue going on because you know if you were to just say starting a business right now, it's like, well, what the hell are you doing? Are you crazy? Or do you want to mm -hmm. just go up to your eyeballs in debt? So, um, but we figured that this is actually pretty good because you know everyone's stuck at home. Um, they're really just confined to their you know to, to their home and you want to as things kind of like start being more lenient as far as to be able to go out and, and to do things um you know you'd want to have a place to to either send your kids or if your 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 job is saying hey you know come back to work you know you need a place to to send your kids during the summer so we uh we decided to do that um once school starts it would be more like i said like a parents night out or during holidays, which our school send out a letter saying that they when if the school is closed, there is no after school program. So then uh, she said, you know, we, we pivoted to saying if the school is closed, we would open up for uh, for a day uh, for a day camp for the kids. Um, so that's, that's really really cool, man. Good stuff. I mean, I was just I was just wanting the people to know because I was also wondering if you like you kind of answered answered it for me was having like where you guys people can purchase this virtually so it doesn't have to nest does it going to be only local online purchases like people can only be in the state or is this someone like in new york can purchase something and yeah it's it's basically for anywhere we ship anywhere in the u.s uh we already had a couple of orders which was uh, pretty great oh that's um, awesome like working through that we but we understand well what i've kind of like um what we've understood is that the majority of our uh business our revenue isn't really going to be through online initially it'll be through um uh, it'll be all local businesses like for instance uh someone a local mom stopping by to leave her kid uh for camp because a she just needs some time to do other kind of things or just uh I, i'm going back to work and i need a need a place to leave my my child mm -hmm. right so we're we're doing that um and we're we're even said i think i mentioned this to you guys that uh we're, we're set to appear uh, in um our local communities uh uh, magazine that they distribute to around here called Sterile Living. So we'll be uh, we'll be on that. I think on the August issue. So we we're we're getting all set up for that. I think it's supposed to be next week or the following when we're supposed to do like a like a photo shoot. You know, just to kind of in the store. That's why we're kind of getting everything ready. Mm -hmm. um, we have a the first free parents night out for um, first fifteen kids on the end of the month. So we just, uh, the, the, the deadline is coming. We got to get everything going. And, and that's why, we, you know, I just came from the store today and I'm going to go back there right after just to kind of get everything all set up 
mm-hmm. we, we basically we're up to the bathroom we got to paint the bathroom we were going to do like a like um like a like a uh, epoxy seal on the floor you know like a okay. floor. so we were going to do something like that so well uh, that's where we're at and that's where we're going and um you know it's pretty excited about that that's awesome dude happy for you guys that's i can't wait to see like what the next couple months to the year brings for you guys and i think that's a really good pretty smart move it's something that we need here um with everything going on especially so that's really cool mike please tell the listeners how you are artificially alive right now um first of all what's the name of the business gabe oh sorry yeah that that would probably be uh be, be useful it's called sprinkle ah, yes. bash. sorry what, what is it? it? Sprinkle, sprinkle bash. Sprinkle, sprinkle bash. bash. Yeah. So you can see that at uh, sprinklebash.com. Um, we have a website and everything that where you can either register for your for the kids or for you um, to to see the browse all the products that I was referencing before. So we're uh, like I said, we're 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 pretty we're super excited about that. Um, I think we we made a couple of pivots and changes to to the business model um, based on where we're at right now. But it's something that even before this, right, like a year ago. We've always said something like, you know, down here, there's not much for your kids to go and do or, or, or to take them to. Um, there's probably like a handful of things, right? Like there's like a sky zone there. You can jump around and stuff or trampolines. Um, not really much. So we, we wanted to give have something for the community, have something for us for our own, you know, just to kind of put out there. And uh, like I said, just uh, pretty pumped about uh, where it's going. That's cool. I'll, uh, I'll link it in the show notes. So shameless plug. Um, your boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, uh, I didn't get the best night of sleep last night. And I knew that we had this going on today a little bit earlier than usual. But also, I just felt like, uh, you know, going a little bit overboard. So I definitely would not recommend anybody trying this at home, as they say. But I woke up, got a cup of coffee like I always do. Kind of felt like that wasn't really enough. Uh, so I went up to Starbucks and got a venti cold brew with two shots of espresso and consumed that i also got a uh, nootropic in my system and um i'm i'm feeling pretty pretty alive right now let's let's just say that so you kept it at the venti you didn't want to go no um i think the the venti is just you know just the right amount yeah whenever i get a cold brew i have to get a trenta really i don't know maybe i'm like I don't know. Maybe I'm just old school. I've literally, I got a Trento once and I was like, I didn't even know the Trento was a thing. Yep. There's a, big, there's a bigger thing than yeah. a Venti. It's a 30 ounce, I believe. Oh. Um, and yeah, I mean the Venti is always just, it's been so, you know, it's always been there for me. So I, I, I never wanted to really betray it and, and move on from it, you know? A venti has it's gotten almost me like through some it, tough times. It's almost like it's not always about more volume. It's about the intensity. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's not man. about doing more exercise, more volume. It's about increasing the intensity in the already existing time. Yeah. So just whatever you're getting, uh, add two shots of espresso to it. It's basically the point. Out. Just incre- decrease your rest periods, get your heart rate up. Yeah. I love that. Like I turned this into back to fitness because we are essentially primarily a health and fitness podcast. So my brain always thinks like that with basically everything. I think that when I'm going through stuff, I think how I would overcome this, it's, it's very like corny, but it, it just works for me. Um, 
Yeah. No, my brain is wired like that. I look at food that way. I look at exercise that way. I look at, well, I look at life that way and I start referencing fitness stuff. And I always like bug my friends or people around me. Like, um, I just throw a little like nerdy term out and they just crack on me about it. Have you guys, I'm sorry, Mike, uh, isn't that something where you can kind of like apply to, it is true that you can apply to damn near everything, right? So when when you go in there, when we go back into the gym, we're not going to just go like, you know, two hour session of, you know, a heavy ass deadlift, uh, you know, with followed by super heavy squats and, and, and just burn ourselves out. That's for sure. Yeah, no, we ain't going to do that. Right. And, and the same thing you wouldn't do, like if you wanted to go get a suntan, you wanted to go after being stuck inside the house and be outside for like eight hours. Right. So what's going to happen? You're going to get yourself a sunburn if you don't apply proper sunscreen or you'll get a crazy sunburn like I did and not apply all over where you should. If you haven't seen that, go on Gabe's Instagram story, I believe, and he shows his, his sexy chest with a little bad burnt on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I, uh, it's, like a, it's like a line of like, you know, an inch and a half or two inches. I know what you were doing, bro. You were luring me in. Yeah, you're, you're trying to show the underboob. Did it work? Yes. It did. I, yes. like, I, I actually paused the, the story <laughs> so I could see more. Yeah, Just get I, I, I did the same. Well, I don't know. You know it's, I think it's for all the years where I was training like a bro and just benching every day with bench day. So that's kind of like an overdeveloped uh, body part that I have. So, but hey, I'm not going to complain. Um, what I wanted to actually share with you guys too is my progress right now. And this is kind of will tie into what we wanted to talk primarily about on this episode is my progress with my tracking so far what's been going on. I made a, uh, I, it's been a couple of days since I talked about my, I'm beginning to kind of get back on track with my tracking. I've been tracking every single day, even on the weekends, even when I have like bad food, quote unquote, like junk food, the stuff that's not part of my, my, my plan or my diet that I have for myself. And it took me two weeks to, of just tracking. I knew I could have probably gone in the direction I wanted a little sooner, but what I wanted to do is go about it just how I would coach someone, which was just get information, try not to worry about making any real progress in any direction up or down for about a week to two weeks. And I think two weeks, I like two weeks. It's a, it's a little bit more of a patience thing for a lot of people, but I like two weeks because if you can track two weeks consistently, two full weekends, two full weeks, because you know you may have the best week of your life when you track the first time that you're going to be so like me trying to make changes, but try two weeks of doing that and see what happens. And you start to kind of notice some consistent trends of what's happening, where the, maybe where, where you're lacking, where you're maybe dropping the ball a little bit, not where you're doing anything inherently wrong, but what is not, what's happening. That's not allowing you to, it's not aiding your goal. So I kind of had a, a rough number in my mind based on my movement, based on some numbers. I did use a, a quick calculation, nothing crazy, just to have a ballpark of where I was. And it was because I knew based on everything in my life at the moment, it would be close. So nothing happened. I actually even like was holding and maybe even sustaining. I went up a little bit on my way, just a little bit, but it was relatively consistently there. So definitely there was no consistent progress going down. So after two weeks, starting this week, this episode is being recorded on a Thursday. This was on a Monday. And I noticed that once I looked at the data, I'm like, okay, I've been eating approximately X amount of calories. It's time 
and this is where I'm supposed to by calculation is my quote unquote deficit, but it goes to show that your deficit changes, your maintenance level changes depending on how much you're moving, how much you're, how active, you know, how active you are with exercise, you know, what you're eating on a regular basis, what your diet's been like. So your, your body's constantly changing. So it's definitely not where it used to be. That is okay. I had, uh, I just made the decision of just taking just a little bit more. I only subtracted, eliminated about 200 more calories from my current deficit range. And lo and behold, this is the, the week that I'm seeing my numbers going, have dropped lower. Now, I've been tracking my weight every single day. I personally do that when I'm cutting, especially for at least a month straight where I'm weighing myself every day in the morning. When I wake up, first thing I use the restroom. Um, I go pee and then I, or if I have to do a number two, I'll do that, but then I'll step on the scale and I'll get the number and I'll log it. And then what the good thing about most apps is it's going to, it's going to start to show your numbers of what's happening. Some people have like this, this bad relationship with the scale, like this fear around the scale. So if that's you, I guess I wouldn't recommend doing that often, but if you are someone that can be objective enough with yourself it's it's easy for all anyone to kind of get anxious or frustrated with the numbers on the scale, but just collect the information because it's not about what you're doing from one day to the other, because let's say this week, I'm technically down two pounds this week as of, as of right now, as of Thursday from Monday, which I know that I may suspect to be up maybe a pound in the next couple of days up. So I may, so the consistent trend may be about a pound or so a week averaging. So, but I like tracking every week because I like to show people that your weight will fluctuate throughout this. And it will look kind of like the stock market charts where there's up and downs, but you have to, just like the stock market, you don't care about those drops in between. You're looking at over the course of months, years is what's happening. Is, are you consistently going down? There you can bet your you can bet yourself that there's progress being made. Same thing with your weight. It's not linear. It's never a perfect line or perfect trend downwards. It's always going to be, you know, that those influxes because it can depend on your sleep it can matter your maybe you had a little bit more sodium, maybe you had a little bit extra carbs on the weekends, maybe you had that extra beverage. All things can manipulate, but overall you want to be seeing a trend down. So now I'm in that place. I'm going to report back like in a week or so and see what's happening. And I'll post some of this. Once I have enough numbers, I'll share that on my store. Like I always have, I like to show that to people just because I go through the same exact thing that you, the listener is going through when it comes to losing body fat, losing weight essentially, and trying to change and improve your, your aesthetics, your physique. I like that. I don't think it's a vanity thing necessarily, but I like challenging myself the discipline aspect of it that comes with it i think is phenomenal it's not obsessive because i'm not worried if i was really obsessive i would have not done a game night the other week where i'm having wings and i'm having some drinks with friends i would be like anti-social in my room having a strict diet miserable but I'm, I'm still allowing myself some flexibility while overall creating some structure in my day have some discipline i'm not expecting to be perfect I don't expect you to be perfect, but it's, it's discipline is good for you. hundred percent. I don't know what you guys want to go with that. Well, I don't think like a, it's a, it's not a black and white kind of thing. 
right? It's not on the wagon, off the wagon. It's kind of like you mentioned, you want to give yourself that flexibility. You want to give yourself that leeway, that, um, uh, that room to have some type of nights to be social, right? And, and, and which those nights are just as impactful or beneficial as, you know, the food that you're putting into your body. Right. Well, what are you doing when you're when, when you're reading or when you're training? You know, you're building your body. You're 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 feeding it, giving the fuel that it needs, the nutrition that it needs. But you're also doing kind of like the similar similar when you're with your friends hanging out. You know, you're feeding your a different part of you. Right. That 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 you should not neglect and you should not um, push to the side just for the sake of uh, you know getting a six pack or or you know getting bigger or, or leaning down or anything. Right. Um, but one thing that I did want to mention to, to, to you, John, specifically is that, so you've been tracking for what you said, like two weeks, two I weeks. Say that, yeah. The, the impact or the difference that that made physically, I mean, visibly, because I remember we were, uh, I think we were about to record and you, you got up or you were in the kitchen or something. And I was just like, uh, you got a filter or something, or you sharpened some abs on yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's, they, they were popping. And then I asked him and you just said simply, you know, started to track. So it's not something that can, especially if you were into this before, um, just like how you will get back into, um, uh, get the gains that you, that you had before, if you were lifting, you will, can, you can go back into this, um, uh, to this physique appearance that you had, uh, prior to this, right. And it, it, it'll, it'll come back quickly if you apply the same, um, structure and principles that you did prior. Uh, for me personally, what I've been doing is, uh, so I mentioned before that I, I wanted just to kind of get back into some type of normalcy of what I used to eat. So I did start that. I started by, uh, I think I started with like two eggs and and, and, um, and some vegetables and three. Um, uh, probably going to go back up to four soon. I just didn't want to jump go right back to how I was before after not having. Um, sometimes I would probably like even skip breakfast or have breakfast probably like late at like maybe even 11 or even after we, we would record like in the early afternoon. So I wanted to, to um, kind of like how you, what you were stressing of getting some type of the structure um, into my uh, nutrition. So that's where I started, started cleaning up um, what, uh, uh, what I was eating. Um, and then the next step would be for the tracking. So that's where I'm at personally um, with my, uh, with my goals. Awesome. Mike. Yeah, I did a, I did about a week of solid tracking. Um, I still haven't weighed myself because I used the scale at the gym when I first started, which I was a little bit heavier, but not by that much, um, heavier than I was, uh, before quarantine. So I haven't gained that much weight, but, um, I did about a solid week of tracking. And then over the weekend, I went back into, and I would definitely recommend this for somebody who has a lot of tracking experience. I consider myself to have a lot of tracking experience, but I'm, I'm switching more to a, almost like an intuitive approach. Um, just because I've, I mean, I've got a couple of years under my belt with very few missed days. Um, so I, I'm still trying to like keep, mental track and I've got a pretty good system down for that. And, you know, it's, I'm going to weigh myself, uh, today is Thursday. Am I yes, correct yes. in that? It's, I'm losing track of the days. Um, so I'll be weighing myself tomorrow and we'll see what that number looks like. And then from there I'll, I'll, uh, I'll make my, uh, adjustments and possibly do an increase in activity or something like that. But I want to, I want to, this brings me back to something that you did, Mike, a while back was when you were on your tracking game for people that don't understand, you were 
a man of focus. You, you were dedicated. You did what you needed to do. You never made excuses. You never made excuses your scale ran out of batteries or broke one day. Oh, uh, yes, yes, and yes, this, yes. And this man tells me, I think he even sent me a picture that day and I was just laughing my ass off because yeah. this was, it was, and more so I was like, also like, wow, this is, this is amazing. I've never seen, I haven't even done that, which he had a normal way scale, like scale just to step on for your body weight. So he grabbed the piece of meat that he was weighing and he would stand on the scale <laughs> and then he would weigh himself and then to see roughly how much, he knew roughly how much he was weighing. Then he would grab the plate of the big piece of meat that he was going to consume over the course of that day or whatever. And then he would step on it and he got the number for it. And I mean, he did not let a simple, like, uh, I guess, what an obstacle come up and then to stop him from, he could have been like, Oh no, my scale broke. And that was that. And I don't think you developed any mental disorder after that. You seem like a perfectly sane individual minus the fact that you overconsumed caffeine today. But yeah, but as far as a relationship with tracking, I mean, it didn't, some people were like, Oh no, that's obsessive. No, how could you like that's, that's too much. That's too much, but it's, he's fine. And it's, and it's not because he was just trying to keep consistent and, when you make an effort for consistency in any direction, you're going to make progress. There, it wasn't perfect. He could have been off by God knows how much, you know, point whatever, but it's data, it's information. So I think that's something to be said that you spend some time really pushing and pushing yourself, stretching yourself, not being overly anal about it per se. If you're off by point, whatever, that's fine because I don't think tracking is perfect and, and even tracking isn't perfect with anything, but the consistent effort, the consistent trend of information is going to lead you in the right direction over the course of time. We're not robots. So don't expect everything is just going to be linear. Some people, you know, people realistically know that they're not going to get to the, where they're going to be. They're not going to lose a pound a week regularly for the whole year without miss. So, but when it's, when they start going about their weight loss journey, it's almost a kind of an expectation this false expectation that they have and they get disappointed when stuff comes up or obstacles come up and they're like making excuses or they're beating themselves up when it shouldn't be like that. It's just do the best you absolutely can. Yeah. We're never going to, like you said, be, be perfect in, in, in either the, um, the weighing sometimes, right. Or when we go, if we scoop up, okay, I have my little thing that, you know, a quarter of a cup, Am I really like, you know, eyeball it and, and just, you know, get a knife and just, you know, scrape off the top to make sure exactly right <laughs> to make sure that it's even, you know, that uh, uh, that's not going to happen all the time. And sometimes you'll be a little bit under, sometimes it'll be a little bit over or even when you meal prep, right? When you meal prep for the next couple of days, um, as you portion out everything, some might have a little bit more, some might have a little bit less. So you're, you're, there's always going to be these bunch of variables, but as long as kind of like how you mentioned, it's not about the day. It's not about. It's more about the week, or the month, or the long term. If the if I'm gonna eat, you know, a pound of whatever, and over a course of three or you know four days, you know, uh, as it's gonna be a pound regardless of how I portion that out. So over that these four days, this is how much I had. And you know, uh, one thing also that that I've always um that that's always kind of like tripped me out or, or got me kind of funky, and that you kind of addressed. Uh, done yesterday uh, in your post recently was uh, when you weigh something, whether it be cooked or uncooked, right? That's something that kind of like, because 
if you take two two separate things, cooked and uncooked, it, it'll be totally different, right? Like you can get, have like, for instance, a cup uh, of spinach and then you cook it and it turns into like, what, an ounce? Right? Yeah, it's, it, depending on the food, it changes weight. Yeah, so it's it's something that, that can be um, total, it can vary completely. Um, for the for whoever missed that that post in your story, which I don't know who would miss that post in your story. Um, what How would, uh, dare you? I know. What's what's up with you? What's up with that? What uh what would you say to that? How how would you address someone uh, that asked that question? So it's a good question. I feel that it's something I got asked this week from somebody just because they are in the process of tracking. And this is also this comes up quite often with clients that I'm tracking that I'm beginning to work with. I am a big advocate. If you do hire me, the, you know, I will tell you to track. Now you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. You're, you're a grown adult. You can do whatever you want. But if you're hiring me, essentially, if you want me to help you to the best of my ability, the reason I like tracking is because I don't want it to be, I don't want you to track necessarily where you depend on tracking forever. Like Mike is taking a break. I took a break after tracking years on and off for the most part where I would go through long periods of time where I'm tracking and making moves more for as a, as a thing just to keep me accountable because I was really trying to make physical improvements, aesthetic changes. But I don't, during like the months before even the quarantine, I wasn't tracking super consistent. There was a couple things that I would track just to not overdo it on certain things. Um, more so for consistency, maybe on a recipe, but but when it came to, when someone asked me about tracking the question of like, should we weigh, should I weigh my food cooked or uncooked is a common thing that people, because you will, you'll read that, oh, you should weigh your food uh, uncooked meat should be raw when you weigh it, which I mean, sure, it's not necessarily incorrect. I just never did it that way. I weigh all my food cooked and I just decided to keep it consistent. I'm not going to be doing a couple of days of cooked food and then in a couple of days of uncooked food. The numbers would be too inconsistent. I always care more about the consistency versus perfection. I even made a post just talking about, you know, not at, no one can no one can be perfect, but everyone can be consistent. And this is something that you if you understand this and you shift your focus to being as consistent as you possibly can and put all your effort towards that and don't worry if you miss a day. It's like, oh, that doesn't matter. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to just get back on it. Oh, I missed a meal. I missed it by a half of, you know, like I missed a one thing I didn't track for that one day. I'm going to do that. I'm going to aim for doing that the next day. And it's the effort of just trying to be better and being, staying on it as much as you can. And that makes such much more of a difference. So when it comes to weighing cooked or uncooked, pick one that's going to be more easier for you. For most people, I think that weighing your food cooked just because the food is ready, you're about to weigh the food that's going to be on your plate. That's my logic behind it. And that's what I would advise. But you can do the other way if you prefer that and it works for you and it allows you to stay consistent. It's awesome because you're going to have a consistent trend of information over the course of time, just like your scale weight when you're weighing yourself every day, same thing with your nutrition over the course of time, you're going to be able to see consistent numbers. Same thing with your activity. It doesn't matter. Even with your movement patterns, like if you wear an Apple watch, a Fitbit, you know, the, the, the other watches that exist for, for Android and stuff, it's, it's basically the number you don't, I don't get this. I don't get these things. I don't track. I don't get all this information because I think they're perfect by any means. Absolutely not. I don't think technology is up to that point yet, but we're at a very good point where it can be good enough. So you can collect data. 
and make some good decisions, make some tweaks. Just like I was following my nutrition, I after gaining 14 days or so of information, I was like, okay, I'm going to make one adjustment. Later on, it might be a movement adjustment. It might be because I have all that information. The only one I don't have actually, which I'm kind of bummed out, I forgot was uh, measurements because I think measurements, physical measurements of like if you measure your waist, your your chest area, your arms, your legs, your butt, you measure parts of your body that maybe you're trying to improve or you just want to have some other additional information. I love numbers because numbers aren't are very there. You can be objective with numbers. You know, I don't tell people to do this, to be obsessed, to be losing sleep over it. But I love to for clients to paint this picture and showing them where maybe they notice that the scale on the weight itself hasn't moved, but their measurements have improved. They're they're You know, they are looking better. They're fitting better in their clothes. They're feeling tighter. Like Gabe said, like he noticed something in a, when we were FaceTiming on the group, I was doing something in the kitchen and I had to prop the phone. But what, what was, what's happening there is just by, I didn't move in my scale yet. My scale weight was about the same, but by you making these adjustments to your nutrition, it's not always about the weights not going to reflect right away. Stuff is happening at all times when you're making these adjustments. So it doesn't always, that way, if you have this information, feedback, pictures, measurements, and weight scale, you can kind of objectively pick the, the data and see where the progress is happening, you know, which direction. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, uh, the, the main point of that, of all of these, all this data that you're getting is feedback, right? Because sometimes, well, a lot of times, right? You, you, you look at yourself every day, multiple times a day. If you make any kind of change, will you notice if you lose like, you know, a quarter of an inch uh, increase or loss in your, you, you know, in your waist or your legs or, or, or your butt or your chest? Most likely no. Right, but if you are constantly measuring, you can say, okay, on Monday I did this. I, you know, I'm, uh, I weigh I weighed X amount, and I had this measurement uh, a week from now. Oh, hey, look, I actually increased, or my chest is getting bigger, or you know, I am losing um, a quarter of an inch or half an inch on my waist. So, and that reflects to what you're doing, right? It, it reflects to your nutrition, your movement, your activity, your training. Um, and if it's not, if nothing's happening, okay, well. I need to make some type, should I make an adjustment? Is it too soon to make an adjustment? Maybe it's, it's, it's long overdue that I need to make an adjustment, right? Because if you have, you know, a, a, a 30 inch waist on Monday and then on Wednesday, you still have a 30 inch waist, you're not gonna say, oh no, I need to start from scratch. I need to retool everything. No, but if it's like, you know, two months and that was your goal, okay, maybe, you know, you probably should have done it before that. But you know what I mean? Don't, don't do knee jerk reactions, but use this information as feedback to, um, whatever it is that you have been doing, um, like I said, your nutrition, your activity, or your training. Um, that's what just uh, uh, stood out to me as to what you were saying when you were uh, talking about that. Mr. Michael? Um, I, I always, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't want to see people like lose the forest for the trees on something like this, where you, you've, you've, you take these small fluctuations and uh, think that the you know the whole thing is is kind of falling apart or whatever because like you said it's going to be there's going to be a lot of variation um from a day-to-day -day thing i always recommend people uh even when it comes to tracking your calories or your body weight uh it take like last month as as a, a good measuring stick you know compare yourself to one month ago uh, i just i had to interrupt you because what you said just was like 
that I, I, I want you to make a post saying that don't lose the forest for the trees. Wow. I was, that, was, <laughs> that right there was poetic. It's well, no, I, I think, I think it, it happens a lot. I've had clients who, you know, have told me, you know, I don't, I don't think these, these calorie tracking apps are very accurate. And I'm like, you know, I've, I've sat there, I've done the math, the, the calorie tracking app will give you a different amount of calories um, than you taking a pen and paper to it. And I don't know why that happens, but I've literally done the math and it's off by a little bit. I don't know mm -hmm. what that is, but you know, is that really the, the reason you're not tracking? You know, you're just going to say it's a little bit inaccurate. So what's the point? It's you're losing the forest for the trees in that case. It's getting caught up over something so small that you're just throwing the whole thing out of the window and getting caught up over something like that, especially if you do want to lose weight, it's, it's pretty stupid. In my opinion, there's, there's other things that you could be focused on and it's, you know, it is, it can be a little bit annoying. Um, but it's really just annoying at the very beginning. Once it's part of your, your lifestyle, be it tracking your weight, tracking your macros, tracking your calories, um, just like making room for a workout in your life. I mean, it's just a small adjustment that you have to make in the beginning. And then once it's there, it's just something you maintain. Um, and even to the point of like, you know, you don't, you don't have to be tracking your calories for the rest of your life. Kind of like what I said earlier, I'm switching to more of an intuitive approach. I did a week just to kind of refresh my brain on the process. And I have a good year and a half, two years of, of putting numbers in my phone to kind of fall back on, you know, and like Jonathan's story earlier about um, me standing on a body weight scale, holding a, a, a hunk of meat. Um, if that was like a ribeye or a New York strip or something like that, I could have just eyeballed the weight and moved on with it. But that was like a big roast. And I don't have a good trained eye for something like that. So I knew I needed to get a pretty good idea. And that's where the intuitive tracking side comes into play. But like you need to train that intuition. And without you know, putting in the time and the effort and practicing, you're not going to be able to look at a ribeye or a sweet potato and get a good gauge for how much it weighs. I think that there's a lot of people in the industry right now that may be having a message that's counter to this and they're bashing people that track or that promote tracking. And I think that yes, your body is more than just numbers. If we're going to take it from that stance, but the, the point of view that we are coming from is that we know that the grand majority of the average person, not the fitness fanatics, not the people that have been, you know, obsessed about tracking because they, they literally lose their minds. If they're not tracking, we're talking about, education, being able to give the client objective feedback, because you know, we know working with people how, when you ask someone, oh, so how's your eating been? And when they tell you based on what they're saying, not by what they're showing you, they're like, oh, I had a piece of toast. I had a little bit of rice, but they're not, they're showing you their hands for like shapes of stuff. And they're like holding them out to you. And you know how for you know even for us at the beginning it was like you didn't know what a a, a cup of rice looked like on a on a plate or oh, no. what a 5 ounce piece of chicken breast looked on your plate it you know like it's you know that the average person isn't that aware yet so even if you we don't promote that you need to have this obsession with numbers and that you only based on numbers and you have to if it's your macro style like cuz that's like a fad diet that was 
uh, or a fad modality that was out that was being promoted that it was about the tracking lifestyle, like everything fits, but if it's a number type thing, but that's not the message that we're promoting. It's more so when you start, it's important to be able to track because it, it, what Mike said, he, you train your eye to understand what objectively a piece of food looks like. So then you can transition moving forward on your, in your nutrition journey. That should be a forever journey of learning that you can then under make better choices based on your eye. You can, you can then portion control without having to track. And there's times that I, I know roughly how much each food roughly is because I've tracked everything i've done everything i've done even coffee creamer i've done i've done like weird stuff that people will be like really you didn't you do coffee creamer why don't you just drink it black i'm like i like coffee creamer so i'm gonna put coffee creamer in my coffee um so it's 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 understanding that it's not an obsession thing it's just becoming aware and learning but i know that for some people they may look at that and it once they start seeing those numbers being plugged in of what they are doing, that's where they start freaking out because they're like, Oh my God, like I thought I was eating not so much. And then they see that they plug in a Whopper from Burger King and it's like a big chunk of their budget for the day and they have no room for any, and they start, I don't want that to happen to you. I, if, even if you plug in the food, don't freak out. It's, it's literally like we've been saying, it's more from a learning standpoint, just to educate you to be aware because once you become aware, because a lot of times people just don't know and they don't know that they don't know. They think that, oh, pe peanuts are healthy. So I'm just gonna eat a bunch of peanuts and the peanuts have protein, but the other way they know they have like fat in them as well. So they start racking up calories and like, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. So it's like, under it's becoming aware of what foods have what, so you can make better choices and it's a journey. It's a process. You're not gonna learn this in a week, all in a week. I had a client that I was training virtually in another state and he, he did phenomenal. Um, he, we got him ready for a vacation. It was about, I want to say maybe close to six months of working with virtually. And at first he was like, man, I just like my last coach, he just gave me a meal plan and I got super lean, but I wasn't really happy with my body. It was a very strict diet, but he didn't know how to navigate after working with this coach and not to bash the coach. I mean, the coach wrote a meal plan. Hey, kudos to the coach because I know how long that takes to write a meal plan for someone. So he, we did a different approach. I gave him a lot of leeway. I gave him some basic foods that should be in the diet, don't have to eat them, but it would help aid the goal and my recommendations. And we would just go based on his tracking. At first he was calling me frustrated, you know, texting me like, I don't know how to track this. But after a couple of days to a couple of weeks of just doing it, and I told him, I know, I get it. It's all right. It's all right. I know it's a pain in the butt. I tell everyone it's a pain in the ass, especially at first when you start doing it, you're like, but it's like learning any app on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, you're not going to be familiar with the app, the functions, the tools right at first, but after doing it so much, you become very fluent, you know, everything. And same thing with the tracking. He had like a moment where he like, it clicked for him and everyone has this moment where it clicks. It just makes sense. You start understanding, ah, okay. I know what to do when this happens. And lo and behold, the progress just started happening. He started enjoying eating and dieting and everything so much more because he had so much flexibility just from understanding the value of certain foods. He knew he could have variety. He didn't have to eat the same exact thing every single day. And I love this because I know now we're not working together. We still keep in contact because he's a friend, but he tells me that like, 
the biggest thing he took away was just being able to create this freedom, breaking these mental chains from food. Because when someone's thinking about getting in shape, they think I have to follow, what's the meal plan I have to follow? What's the meal plan? And there's nothing inherently wrong with the meal plan. It's a piece of paper. It's a document that tells you what to eat. But the problem is, is that if all you learned was to go off a list of foods that was given to you, and that was the diet you were allowed to eat. The problem I have from that is that once you're done with, with following that plan, most people don't know where to go. They go back to eating the way they were because they never learned anything. And I love to teach my clients the value of food. That's under the assumption that that meal plan that was written was the correct caloric of, you know, quantity. Yeah. Uh, that's going to get them to their goal, whether it be a, an increase or decrease. And on top of that, that's assuming that nothing on that list of foods will affect them negatively. So that's another, that's, those are a couple of reasons as to why I also just hate, you know, whenever someone says, not hate, I, yeah, I hate when people, when, when that's being present, provided to people and, and people just automatically assume that, okay, well, I need you to just write, write, write it out. And I'm like, okay, I can, but just, we need to get some information, right? We would still need to track, we would still need to see what's, what do you normally have? We would still need uh, a whole lot of data um, before we can put something together. And I don't even like to do like a, a plan of like saying, okay, well, you're going to have this for breakfast, this for lunch, and this for dinner. Technically, if you don't have a certification or a license for that, that is illegal. So if your coach is giving you a meal plan and he is not a certified nutritionist or a registered dietitian, that is illegal. You cannot do that. I don't have, I'm not an RD. Um, I don't have those things. So I don't write prescriptions for food because that is, it's against the law. So I give guidelines. I can I can re recommend certain things, but I do not tell you what to put in your mouth, essentially. And when someone asks me, I tell them, "Hey, I'm honest with them. I don't have this this uh, this degree. I'm working on other nutrition stuff, of course, but I'm not. Even if I have all this information, I know that the behaviors that come with certain things is important. It's important to understand with someone because the problem isn't following a plan for 12 weeks." 10 to 12 weeks. It's not, that's not the problem. People can do that and they will lose weight on anything. The problem is how do you survive after that? How do you navigate life? And I hate when people bash tracking, obviously taking it out of context to try to make a point, but overall tracking for a portion of your life, a small portion of your life can lead you in so many positive directions that will create long lasting, sustainable results. I like to, uh, I, I was just thinking, um, you know, on the, on the topic of like creating meal plans, it's almost like with, uh, tracking your own calories and kind of doing the work initially, it's, it's almost like you're, you're training yourself to create your own meal plan and, you know, with the right guidance and the right, uh, teaching methods, you'll understand the why behind, you know, increasing your calories for this many weeks or days decreasing for this many weeks or days. And then that kind of over time, you, you, you learn the ability to, to do this yourself, you know, and kind of like what they've mentioned before, it's every, everybody's numbers are going to be a little bit differently. Uh, everybody's calories are going to be a little bit different, but um, you know, even when it comes down to something like a meal plan, it's, it's kind of like the, it, it's a, it's a, a hat that fits everybody's head, but it doesn't really fit everybody's head perfectly. And, and at the end of the day, like it's, 
it, it's pretty easy. You know, I can, I can take a guy that works out. I can assume that he eats probably, you know, between two and 3000 calories and I'll write him up a meal plan for 1500 calories. And, you know, that's, yeah, you're going to lose weight, but he's not going to be very happy eating that. And then, you know, once he's done working with me or done with the meal plan, he's going to go right back and the progress is going to go right out the window. Um, and, it got, and it goes to show like we have to ask ourselves are we are we are we really helping people at the end of the day if you're a exactly coach, if you're or if, if i'm working with someone i don't base my success on how i was able to how many pounds i was able to help you lose that is cool and it's, it's awesome if you're if you're happy and it's and it's something you were working toward i know but the way i rate my success with clients isn't always based on transformations that's why i don't post many transformations in that regard because i know i'm just it that that's not painting the picture of what i coach or what's really important at the end of the day what's what's successful to me is seeing a mic or seeing other clients that i know that have taken principles and that they are now self-sufficient with their fitness they don't need me anymore in that regard, maybe they want to keep working just because they like the relationship you build with the client or with the, with your coach. But I try to teach everything I know that is going to help that client be self-sufficient where if I was no longer coaching, I know that they were going to be continue doing fitness on their own and, and dieting and doing good choices and living their life and having an amazing time, enjoying all the benefits that come with adding these, going through these periods of discipline and structure they can now have the flexibility to navigate life so much better. Now, I think it's important to note you're someone that you do not want to track. You're like, I still am not sold on this. I'm very impressed with your resilience, but <laughs> stuff that you, this is going to be some things that, that can really, really help you. If you're trying to start your fitness journey, you're trying to make better choices, but you just are not on the level where you just know, I don't want to, it's not for me. I'm okay. That's fine. You, like I said, you don't have to do anything. You don't want to, but an easy, easy tip to, to implement in your life. If you're trying to go in a route of not tracking is to eliminate all processed foods out of your diet, nothing that comes in a package wrapper that lives on a shelf that you can put in your pantry for the most part. Obviously, if you put your tuna cans in your pantry, it's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about like snacks, cookies, uh, ice cream, and just having those, those distractions in your home. I would encourage the, the bulk of your diet, 80 to 90% of your diet is comprised of whole natural foods that you have to cook to eat them essentially obviously if you're making salad context matters but all these things that it can be an easy thing that can eliminate a lot of excess calories that are probably contributing to maybe you wanting to eat more and not being able to really use your intuition because i i hate the word intuition into intuitive eating for a lot of people because a lot of people aren't there I can't say that I'm a full master at intuitive eating. And I've been doing this for a while. I still, if I don't follow certain principles myself, I cannot intuitively eat. I would be lying to myself. So intuitively, intuitive eating is not something I would say, yeah, you can just start intuitive eating. But this is just a basic rule principle that you can follow that I know that will help you control your appetite because it's very hard to overconsume sweet potatoes in a lot of chicken breasts 
um, good luck. You will probably throw up before you overconsume your calories. Yes, Gabe? Yeah, when, uh, when, when you're talking about um, removing processed foods, I think that's a great tip to someone that doesn't want to track or has no interest in tracking. And while you're doing that, um, don't also don't forget about uh, trying to eliminate or reduce the amount of, of what, what you uh, what do you drink, right? The beverages that you consume. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, you take like you know a soda, and you see how much um, just how much stuff is in there, and how much you're 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 taking yourself off by drinking that. You know, that's something that uh, that I had to address when I first started in my journey. I went from drinking sodas to drinking teas to then to drink just water. And now if I want to have something else, it would be either uh, maybe like a coffee or a kombucha. If I want something with some, uh, with a little extra something, um, that's basically what I, what I go to now, nowadays. But um, yeah, don't, uh, don't, don't forget about uh, the beverages that you consume as well when you're, when, you're in, when you're going through this process. Or even start there. Right? Start, with, uh, start with the beverages. And that'll, you'll see like a good, um, uh, a good change. And if you just take these things out of your, out of your nutrition. A regular Coca-Cola can has about 139 calories. I'm just looking it up roughly, just a little can, a 12 ounce can. So let's say the person drinks three of those a day, you know, you've easily racked up, you know, three something, 300 and something almost close to close to 400 calories. I'm I'm just eyeballing the number. Um, 390. Yeah. So it's, you're, you're racking up this number of calories. So then right there, but that Coca, that Coca-Cola, it, it never satiated a hunger. It didn't fill you up, you know? So it's stuff like that, where we're talking about eliminating certain distractions that might be in your life that, you know, replace that with, you know, it's better option. It's a Coke zero that has zero calories technically, but the bulk of your stuff should be water and it should be whole foods that are going to fill you up because the problem is that people never feel satisfied or satiated, increase your protein, make your, you know, you know, prioritize protein, eliminate processed foods. This is if you're tracking or not tracking, this principle can apply for both. And this really, really helps people. It's helped a lot of my clients that have been resilient at times with tracking. I just tell them these to follow these, these principles and these rules. And it helps a lot. It makes a very big difference on their rate of success, on their rate of adherence, so if this is something that can benefit you, I hope so. Um, pick an option. I, I love the tracking route. I love the numbers. That's just me. I'm not going to force that upon anybody. That's just my personal recommendation from experience, from what we've all experienced. Gabe is probably the one that has least tracked, but he has put himself at least during a certain amount of time to pick up on these things. And that way he doesn't have to track all the time. He doesn't want to live his life that way. And that is, that is completely fair. That, the, the objective is not to become obsessive about following a protocol it's not the end all be all nothing that we say is the end all be all it's just recommendations that we know that can help you is there anything else that we need to add to this boys yeah it's just finding something that'll fit your current goal and your lifestyle right like i'm i have no intention of stepping up on stage so will i follow that routine or regimen that you did john or something similar to that um, to get on stage like that's it why I it just will it help I mean I guess right but I mean you get shredded. I, don't, I don't yeah I would be shredded as all hell but um uh, that's not where where my goal or my intention is so so it, it, it just wouldn't make sense to do that right now right 
So just see what, what makes sense, what makes sense for you. If what makes sense for you and what your goal is to, um, to, to get in shape and what in shape means to you is, uh, is to lose a couple pounds or just to be more, uh, uh, a little more fit, then, then sure, you know, start tracking and start reducing on your cal on your caloric intake, start training. Um, but if all you want to do is just kind of like feel a little better and not feel so groggy, um, that can be, that'll be fine. Okay, uh, still go with your, your, uh, your recommendation of, of removing uh, processed foods and see how you feel then. And the great thing about that is that, that that'll, that's, what that's going to be is a step one. And then what's going to happen after that? Okay, hey, I feel pretty great. I feel like I'm making some changes to my body um uh to my mood to how i feel um what else can how else can i improve on this and then you're going to start making some other kind of positive changes after making that small but very 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 impactful um change that you have made to yourself so it's just kind of like what you said just depending on what you want to do and whatever fits your lifestyle that's you can attack this in like 50 million different ways so just pick whatever works for you michael i, th I think we summed it up pretty well a oh, man, a few words. I love it. Um, we did make an episode a couple months, like about well, a couple months. It's been like a month and a half ago. Towards the, the beginning of our podcast, we have we did a tracking or not tracking during quarantine. But this episode is is a little different in the sense that we are talking again about tracking once again, but with the intention because I feel that now we've, we are already a couple months into this new, weird, uncertain time. We don't know exactly the direction. Things are changing weekly, daily, but I know a lot of people are getting antsy and I feel a lot of people are mentally more stable now and grounded where they want to go and actually make some physical changes, some improvements and start working back on their fitness. So I hope this episode helps you guys. If you guys like this episode and you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review. We would appreciate you immensely and follow us on Instagram um, at the next level show. You can follow me at John Alva seven. Gabe is at prime and glory and Mike is at Mike Nillis PT. And the closing statement of this episode is don't lose the forest for the trees.